shouts like earmuffs and the guy like the kid just goes like this you really can't hear you like i don't think so okay. cock balls shut up let's keep going old school is that what it was yeah okay Will Ferrell. have like the adults in the fraternity or whatever it is i remember the movie yeah. I, don't, I just didn't know that that was it's fun yeah it was his kid oh his kid. okay yeah, yeah yeah got it all right kick it off when you are ready Hello and welcome to We Know Better, your favorite know-it-all podcast coming from you, coming to you from Los Angeles, California. My name is Desmond Bowie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Barry. Good morning, man. Hey, Steve. How are you? Doing well. It's a little cloudy out. It's been gorgeous all week. Yeah. Loving it. I know. It's uh, California summer. Yeah. I always say is that uh, July 4th is 90% of the way done summer, because as soon as it goes past July 4th, it just zooms right to like end of October. Really? Yeah. I don't feel that. I feel like we're waiting for summer up to July 4th and then summer starts to start. Yeah, but it's so fast. Like one, like July, August, blink. Mm -hmm. That's true of all summers though. Yeah. It's just that ours goes to October instead of Labor Day. <laughs> Except ours is longer and better. Uh-huh. So uh, what have we got on the uh, agenda for today? All right. The first one, uh, I don't, you know, don't know if you've been hearing about this, but there's been an influx of UFOs. The first congressional hearing ever on UFOs took place, and it was a very silly sight. So to be clear, it's is this an influx of UFOs or people talking about UFOs? Attention, yeah. Attention okay, okay. on UFOs. We don't know that there's been any more UFOs coming than usual. No. Got it. We're just talking about it now. So why is that? Well, uh, I was researching this a little while ago. I had this conspiracy theory that uh, when there's political turmoil, especially with the GOP, UFO sightings, UFO conversation sparks up as a way to distract the, the masses. Mm -hmm. And I actually found that there is a slight uh, correlation between the two. It's weak, but it is statistically significant. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's a fun conspiracy theory that I've been uh, researching and chasing a little bit. I still think it's hilarious because UFOs has been around for so long. The evidence is still the same. And when people are like, oh, my God, that means like, you know, now they're talking about it. They're actually real. Remember that uh, like army sergeant or private that like shared a, like one classified document on Discord? No. Like the next day, the FBI came in and busted his hotel door down and arrested him and drug him out. And it was like all over CNN. Oh, wow. So if, if that's for one document like leaked on Discord that actually meant something, if this meant something like all the people talking about it would be in jail. Like you would not hear about them. Yeah. A story like that. It's like, okay, he shared something online and then he got arrested. Well, what else did he have in his possession? Mm -hmm. He shared the one thing, but he had in his back pocket, a bunch of other stuff. And you know, you start leaking this sort of thing. Like that's also a federal crime to like leak classified information, <laughs> sort of. whatever it is. Um, and I think that's what the FBI does. They kick yeah. in your door. Yeah. Um, but okay, here's a question. Uh, okay, I'll start with a question, then I'll, I'll I'll zing you. The question is: Do you believe in UFOs? All right, like unidentified flying objects or 
extraterrestrial aliens. So that's my zinger. It's like <laughs> a UFO just means ah, something. We don't know what it is. Yeah, it's all something. But it's it's definitely something. But the yeah. question is, is it like a spaceship? Yeah. The foreign entity that's doing what? Like UFO. Hanging out? Yeah. <laughs> Chilling. Uh, UFOs, I definitely believe in. Like there are random things that people see that we can't identify. Mm-hmm. That I totally believe in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever see like a sun dog in real life? No. It's when there's like a, a certain amount of like, a, uh, sorry, like moisture in the air and it has to be like aerosolized a certain way. I'm pronouncing this wrong. And then it creates these like rings with these like little star patterns on like the north, south, east, and west. It mm-hmm. looks crazy. I've seen it skiing like two or three times. Okay. It looks like a phenomenon. Like what the hell? Like this is unreal, right? Mm-hmm. That to me is a UFO. Uh, there's a lot of natural phenomenon that we can't explain or most people can't explain. So that I believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, aliens from another planet, from another galaxy, I have a hard time believing that. Like we live impossibly far away from everything. Like yeah. space <laughs> is appropriately named space because that's all it is, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, there's a lot of galaxies now that are, they're saying like we'll never even be able to reach because they're moving faster than we could ever get to them, mm-hmm. even if we traveled at light speed. Like, wrap your head around that. Mm-hmm. So if aliens are there, they're not coming here. Yeah, no one's going anywhere. So we think, this is like tiny human brain talking. <laughs> um, I think, and I'm also projecting from my human point of view, like, if you were an alien species to come all this way, why would you just, like, post up in the outer atmosphere? Or Arizona. Or Arizona. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just, like, land one? Or just keep going? Yeah. Like, why would you sort of stop at the water's edge? This is a, you know, a rest stop on the way to uh Are they Dramanon. refueling in our atmosphere? Are they stealing our oxygen? <laughs> like this is a balls. matter of natural national security. <laughs> um, okay, so I heard a weird thing the other day. Yeah. Speaking of the speed of light. Let me gather my thoughts for a second how to explain this. Okay, so um, the Webb telescope mm-hmm. up in the sky capturing um, photons, these light beams, mm-hmm. from distant galaxies mm-hmm. that were emitted 13 billion years ago, or perhaps longer. Mm-hmm. Now they think the universe may be older. Um, so something happened out there. Um, some electrons did stuff, and they emitted a photon mm-hmm. that has been traveling for let's say 13.7 billion years. And that photon, after all this time and covering all that distance, hits electrons Mm -hmm. in the receiver of this Webb telescope. Mm -hmm. Okay, pretty weird, right? Well, we're a long time. And amazing that it happened at all. What a journey. But from the photon's point of view, Mm -hmm. no time passed. Oh, It's a simultaneous uh, immediate event. Yeah. Because what we perceive of as time and space are relative to the speed of light. Yeah. So the speed of light itself, like, it just it's it's a relationship between two things. Yeah. And it happens instantaneously. Wait, where'd you read that? Uh, I think YouTube. Huh. That's where I go for my reading. Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, that's totally weird. I mean, it makes I don't know. This is where it gets into the mind bendy, relativity, space time continuum. Uh. Mm-hmm. trolley problem mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know um where it's like it's hard to imagine that possibility like going unimaginably fast 
but yet no time passes. I think it's the same thing dealing with like quantum mechanics where, you know, electrons are waves or sorry, what is it? Photons are waves and particles. particles. Um, they're simultaneously everywhere, but nowhere. You can only measure them. And when you measure them, you change the outcome. Like this is where it gets really hard. What's going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard a, a saying about quantum mechanics, I think, which is that it's not weirder than we think. It's weirder than we can think. Yeah. And I, I love that. It's just anything that reminds us of like all the stuff that we are trying to perceive about the universe and these rules we make up are within the confines of our primate brains. Yeah. And like, let the record show that uh, there's bigger things out there <laughs> than us. And it's kind of difficult to admit, right? But it's the truth. Neil deGrasse Tyson has this awesome quote, which is, the universe has no obligation to make sense to you. Mm -hmm. And I love that mm -hmm. because we're always trying to make sense of everything. I was up at um, UCLA a couple of months ago. Uh, they have a planetarium mm -hmm. up there. Um, and we were up there for a show on exoplanets. And this doctoral student was um, giving us this lecture about, here's what we found, uh, here's what they look like. And he said, you know, it's been a series. Well, he said a bunch of things, but he started with like, we found this stuff and these planets that we found look like this, but you have to keep in mind that because of how we observe things, we're only find planets within a certain um, type, a certain type. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, we observe planets mostly through uh, this transit method where if we look at a star and a planet passes in front of that star, the star's light will diminish mm -hmm. briefly. Well, that planet has to be orbiting fast enough that this phenomenon happens uh, regularly. Like, we're not going to find Jupiter-type planets that orbit every 30 years because we haven't been doing this that long. Yeah. And we're not going to look at a star for that long. So we necessarily are finding planets like very close in, that are very close into their stars. And we're still finding a bunch of these things. But, so we had these theories about, well, what kind of planets do we expect to find that close to a star? We looked at our own solar system because... Where else are we going to look? Where else are we going to look, right? <laughs> we, oh, well, there's a bunch of rocky planets in here and gaseous planets further out. So that probably means that the sun like burns off the gas and you know leaves these rocky planets close in. That's not so. Mm -hmm. Turns out that there's gaseous planets close into these other stars. Oh, well, you know, we expect to find smaller planets close in. And that's, that's not so. Mm -hmm. And it's this continuing process of us like projecting from our experience and our human brains to be like, well, this is probably how the universe is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you know, you go and look and it's like, Oh no, just your local corner. Yeah. I mean, it's the same. It's funny. It's like history repeating itself before we were the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. And now we're not, we're not mm -hmm. the center of our, our solar system. Mm -hmm. So have you ever heard of planet X? No. Planet X. Sounds like a Futurama thing, right? It's a, it's supposed to be a dwarf, very dark planet. That's like orbiting outside the, like, and in the Oort cloud. Okay. And so they're saying is that there's a, a couple of trajectories of outer planets and asteroids and meteors that are being affected by another body that we can't detect. Mm. And the, the size and mass I think I have heard indicate that it's like planetoid-like, but it could be so dark that we can't see it and there's no, there's no light behind it, so we can't see it transiting a, a star, mm -hmm. right? I always think that's interesting. Like there's, because they... They postulate that there could be these planetoid-like objects floating around and totally. even in between solar systems, in between galaxies. We just don't see them. Right. I think that'd be wild. 
the question is, when are we going to have congressional hearings about it? <laughs> and are these there's, hearings going anywhere? There's a dark thing nobody can see. Let's talk about it. Well, um, I mean, so coming back to these uh, UFO hearings, like, what is the purpose of the hearings? To, like, bring government officials in and be like, what do you know about UFOs? And they're like, nothing. And they're like, all right, well, come back tomorrow. Describe that blurry image that we saw on YouTube. Uh-huh. Well, it was there, and then uh, it was not there. I, don't know, it's, I think it, it's, it's fascinating. It's a spectacle, too. Yeah, like, We love that. Like, it's the spectacle of the unknown. Oh, my God, can you imagine if there were aliens, like, insert whatever, aliens, spaceship, like, you know. Yeah. Like, it could be, yeah, it'd be, be like weird. a fungus, like, spore, and they'd be like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, any, any, literally anything would be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they talk about it. But is, are they getting anywhere with these hearings? No. Okay. So it really is just to distract people from something. That's my hypothesis. Okay. That would be like, you know, there are trolls underneath the Earth's crust that we can't contact or see. And furthermore, <laughs> like, why would the government hide such a thing? Like, what, what's the impetus is this like a secret weapon to use against the yeah. Russians? Like, I mean, you can't say that the, the government is inept, but also can do conspiracies of this size at the same time. Dude, this is my yeah. whole thing with conspiracy theories yeah. is people think that the government is filled with like very capable, like nefarious individuals who can just like execute these elaborate plans. It comes from <laughs> watching stupid action movies, right? <laughs> and in reality, yes. the government's full of like mostly benign, well-meaning, but like kind of bumbling humans who are caught up in their own lives and their own like whatever dramas. Um, and like whenever someone's like, Oh my God, nine 11, like this elite squad, they planted these bombs. I'm like, have you ever tried to get 10 people to like show up to brunch? <laughs> I was just going to say like, that. that's really <laughs> difficult. You're telling me these people are going to like, whatever, infiltrate one of the most widely known buildings in the world. Like, Give me a break. Yeah, and plant explosive on you know eighty yeah. floors. And I know, and they're gonna evade security cameras like freaking Mission Impossible. Like, it's the reason that's the movies. Yeah. Like SEAL Team Six was six dudes, <laughs> <laughs> and that still leaked out. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and it took them whatever. Yeah. All right. Anything else on on the unidentified? Uh, wake me when they identify it. <laughs> yes. That's a good, good saying. Uh, next on the docket, NASA Plus. Ooh, it's NASA, but better. But more. I, I want more NASA. Who doesn't want more NASA? Yeah, right? Well, they're uh, starting a streaming service on NASA.com. Uh, they actually have this pretty cool beta website, beta.nasa.com, where they're, they're rolling it out. It looks nice. looks like a modern web experience. Um, mm -hmm. looks really nice. But I think it's funny that you know, we have Apple Plus. HBO Max, which is now Max. I can't remember the other plus. Paramount Plus. Peacock. Whatever. All plus. these, right? But it's more. Plus. Right. It has to be more. So NASA's doing it. And uh, Do you I remember think... the 90s when everything was Super? <laughs> super Nintendo and Super Mario. Wasn't there like Super Disc? Was there? I don't know. I thought that was like the, uh, the old floppy. Anyway. It's like a disc, but it's Super. Yeah, but now it's Max. Superman. He's not an ordinary. He's a super guy. No one calls anything super anymore. No. On the other side, like bogus. Nobody calls anything bogus anymore. On the contrary. Sorry. On the contrary. On the contrary. I call things bogus. 
when they are bogus, but I try to avoid those things. I mean, are you going to watch NASA plus? So NASA's got a lot of cool stuff on there, right? Like they're surveying the cosmos. They got freaking space launches. Like that shit's awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they need it on streaming service. Like, can't you just post it on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think they do that already. I think it's just about a, a larger branding experience. Like, uh, and to me, it goes to national prestige. Like, oh, this is what it means to be American. We have NASA Plus. Like, go to NASA.com and watch the, you know. Okay, so this is interesting because um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is NASA is a political organization. Yeah. And, like, NASA is funded by the government. And how do you get things funded by the government is, you like, you return the favor. So when we talk about why is this base located in some random ass state? Why is this part made in some random ass state? Well, because like successful NASA programs um, bring jobs to different constituencies. And the reason that NASA was successful has ever been successful is because it's led by people who are political operators and they know how to get congressmen on their side. Like NASA doesn't get funding from investors or whoever you can sweet talk. Like you gotta, you gotta work politics to get money to fund NASA, and that means like, how do you play up a senator? How do you play up a congressman? How do you convince them to give you five hundred million dollars for some dorky uh, telescope? Put a like, rocket factory in their in their uh, district. Exactly, uh. and like that's the game. And these programs live or die by that. And you know whether it's good or bad, like that's the deal. So I see this as I see this through the lens of they are playing their constituencies. They are, you know, trying to jazz up whoever's uh, signing off on their funding. And that makes sense. Makes total sense. I wrote, uh, I'm trying to write a blog article about this. NASA Plus might just be the tonic to soothe American pride. Mm. It's funny. I was look uh, putting notes into chat GPT to give me a rough answer of like, give me an outline of a uh, blog post. It's very pro NASA. Like, very pro-NASA. Who's anti-NASA? Yeah, I mean, good point. People were anti-NASA in the 60s. Mm -hmm. You know, why are we going to the moon when, like, there's people starving on Earth? And that's why we have factories in Huntsville, Alabama mm -hmm. that build rockets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's the same. I mean, people still make the same argument today. Why are we spending all this money when, like, people around here need this help? And I don't know. I get that. Like, But then we wouldn't have Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these problems of like feeding people and, and these other sort of human problems, like those are never going away. I don't and think they're also not sexy, them. unfortunately. Like big fuck off rocket. You can go to the, you can go to the moon. Whoa. Well, feeding people. Boring. I think those problems are sexy if you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. They're very important if you're hungry. <laughs> Yeah. So the same goes with housing, I imagine. It's just the hippest shit around. <laughs> Yo, dog, have you tried this food? Unfortunately, those people are not in charge. Doesn't make, uh, yeah, it doesn't make the headlines. No, but so um, what do we get to watch on NASA Plus? What's their programming run? Rocket launches mm -hmm. and rocket launches. Okay. Because it's pretty that. hard to, you know, document things that are way out there that don't have any cameras on it. Um,. Do we have to pay for this? Nope. Ah, you do with your taxes. All right. So I'm already paying for that. So this is bundled in. It, it, yeah. It's, it's part of the uh, government bundle. <laughs> the government bundle. All right. Um, 
Okay, so I wonder how much content's going to come out. So are they going to yank all their stuff from YouTube? Is this going to be the only place to go? It's kind of unclear. They they have uh, five or six different videos up there now. It's funny because they have, uh, like for the titles, like Northrop Grumman launches blank. You know, Lockheed Martin launches blank. I think they're putting it there because SpaceX's private broadcasts network, mm-hmm. right, on YouTube, mm-hmm. crushes it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a marketing company that, Builds rockets. They also launch more rockets than the other companies. Uh, yeah, by quite a quite a margin. So, yeah, um, but we pay a lot of money to Lockheed Martin, to Boeing, to was it ULA? Mm-hmm. You know, they want to look cool. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> they have all the power, right? Do they? I mean, they're they, so cool. Why are they in second place? Uh, because they're in the pocket of all the politicians. Well, they're defense contractors who make rockets. Yeah. They're not rocket companies who... If you want these bullets, we need a rocket. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're that's how they look at things. Yeah. What, how can we build a rocket to satisfy requirements as opposed to, like, what's awesome? Yeah. How do we expand things? Um, you know what's interesting is anybody that has worked at SpaceX puts that on their LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I have a friend from high school that works at Rockendyne, mm-hmm. and he's a, really a, a rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. He has that on his LinkedIn. Does he still work there? Yeah. Okay, well, that's different. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about, like, you have your current employer, but no one in their byline puts their ex-employer oh, on SpaceX. Oh, used to work at SpaceX. Yeah. yeah, but that's like, you know, used to work at, well, not Twitter anymore, but Google or Apple or, you know, mm-hmm. Uber. Yeah, so it's one of those companies. Yeah. Those guys wearing T-shirts, having drinks in Santa Monica, driving nuts. Let's keep going. I have something else to say, but all right, we have an agenda to follow. We, we yes, we certainly do. Next up, uh, Pixar, Adobe, Apple, Autodesk, and Nvidia form an alliance for Open USD to drive open standards for three D content. So they're trying to create an open protocol mm-hmm. where you can create a model in this program and then you can do texturing this other one and then do scene composition another one and then color grading another one and they're all interoperable. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing is, is that the only big company that's not listed here in this alliance is Meta. Well, there are other big companies that aren't listed in that alliance, like Airbnb. They're not making 3D crap. Well, they could. <laughs> I think <laughs> they could do a 3D house. <laughs> yeah, but they're not like yeah, they're they're not no, they're not making movies. No. Not like Toy Story by Airbnb. <laughs> hmm. Where are you going with this? You're fishing um, for something, but well, land. why why is it notable that Meta is not in this list? Because they have the the metaverse and they're trying to do that stupid whole, you know, well, you can talk to your friends here. And so your connection is there's 3D stuff in the metaverse. Yes. Okay. And Facebook is one of, or Meta is one of the biggest tech companies in the world. Mm-hmm. They've been pouring money into it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't worked. And now there's an alliance and they're not in it. Because they're dopes. Yeah. I just, I think it's going to accelerate their dopeness. All right. I... Dopiness. Help me out. Help me out. Help me out. Um, have you used Meta's virtual reality? No, I have dignity. Okay, so someone's using it somewhere. Sure. Okay, let's say there are people using it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a Ready Player One thing where you put on your helmet and then you're you just like hang out in this virtual world and you go to like Star Wars cafes and stuff? 
What do you what do you do in the virtual world? There are different properties that different companies sponsor and create. And you okay. go to those and you socialize and chat there. Okay. So it is like a virtual mall, let's say. <laughs> yes. Okay. And this mall, this world that you're in needs plants mm -hmm. and it needs water fountains. Mm -hmm. And these things need to be 3D rendered. Yes. And currently Meta is building all of these off the shelf. Well, using existing technology for, I think it's called the XR platform. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, they're not, it's purpose built just for that. Okay. So it's got, Meta has a team of 3D artists who are making random reusable blocks for this metaverse. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you can buy stock ones online now and they may or may not be interoperable with the system you're using. So you're describing, I have some company that wants to operate in the metaverse. I need to like populate my storefront with couches mm -hmm. for people to hang out on, but I don't want to make my own couch, mm -hmm. render my own couch. So I'm going to go to 3dcouches.com mm -hmm. and download one of their renders. Yep. Okay. And if you have a common platform, that would make it easier for a marketplace to develop and exist. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people can make okay. more money. So that way you wouldn't have to have like a 3d couch for metaverse, a, a different export for another thing. Mm -hmm. Right different export for Apple's thing. Okay, so interesting, but none of these companies in this alliance are into the metaverse. No. They're like content or product creators. Yes. So that seems to be the divide. Is Meta's bent is like we are we want these things to be in this other world. Mm -hmm. Uh whereas these other companies don't have a concept of that. Their movie True. companies are there. Well, Apple has this uh, kind of AR thing with their whatever the headset is, Vision. Mm -hmm. So that's only a, a person. Like you're you're using the, your existing reality mm -hmm. as the stage. So I think that's the difference. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense that like okay, these companies have a different uh, different motivation for 3D rendered stuff. Yeah. But I can see you know. I mean, one thing I think is interesting about AutoCAD being in this uh, is then you Pixar makes their cool new character in 3D and then like you ship it over to AutoCAD. That's not how these alliances work, but whatever. Um, and then you can download it and 3D print it. Mm -hmm. And then you have your dolls. Of course, Pixar would want to sell the dolls themselves. Yeah. Um, but I, you I know. Mean, can you imagine like putting on a headset and then being able to interact with like Woody from Toy Story? For you know the low low price of you know nine ninety nine a minute. What would you do with Woody from Toy Story? Ride a horse. Okay, here's the thing. Woody <laughs> is a toy, so you could just like get the toy in real life and pull the string, and that's interacting <laughs> with Woody. Yeah, but like Woody couldn't go on like a you know family car trip with me. You right? could take the doll with you. Yeah. I, oh yeah. <laughs> my my point. He's a toy. My point's falling apart here. <laughs> we got a virtual toy. But it's not virtual. If I forgot my toy, I could download it on the way. And print a new toy? <laughs> with a 3D printer in the back? Mm -hmm. uh, I, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just feel like with, it's the same thing with um, uh, playing cards. Like Magic the Gathering was a big thing years ago. It right? still is a big thing. And then it went online. And now there's like League of Legends has a card game. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can you like buy card packs and you get them right. And it's, it's essentially just a virtual version of cards. I feel like we're going there with pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. So I would, I could totally see it where you could buy a subscription to all of Pixar's, you know, toys 
And so like today I'm in the car and I want Woody and an hour later I want Buzz. But you're still playing with the toys virtually. Yes. But I think that you, you have a a much broader uh, assortment to pick from if you're doing it virtually. But what does it mean to play with a toy virtually? I don't know yet. Like playing with a toy in real life is already like a lot of make-believe. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of virtual stuff, if you will. So yeah, but I think that the fidelity could be a lot bigger. Like you could talk to Woody. That's where I think the difference is. Like with a, a physical toy, you could be like, Hey, Woody, how you doing? And you pull the string. It's like, you know, Giddy someone's poison the water hole. <laughs> there we go. There's a snake in my boots. But if it's virtual, you could have a conversation with Woody. But mm. that's what kids do now is they like have conversations with these dolls. They just make up what the doll's saying. Yeah, but now the dolls are, you know, sentient. <laughs> the dolls are powered by AI? Yeah. I mean, it's not that far off. Here's a question. If you're a kid, do you want to play with a sentient creature or do you want to play make-believe? Ooh, I don't think it matters. Hmm. If you were to grow up in that time and all of a sudden you put this headset on and the fucking cartoon talked to you and was like, hey, Desmond, mm-hmm. there's a snake in my boots. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, let me get the snake out. And you'd like, I don't know, interact with it somehow and like turn them upside down. And the snake comes out. And they'd, they'd be like, oh my God, we got to throw the snake out the window. Mm-hmm. You throw the snake out the window. Like, that would be awesome. Would it? That would be awesome. Well, it would give new meaning to the term imaginary friend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would. You know? <laughs> but are they imaginary now? You can actually see them and interact with them. Well, they could remember. It's Ooh. still like virtual. But does that does that matter to a, a young kid? Okay, so if I had to put on my like, how do these things usually go hat? I would mm-hmm. say the kids wouldn't matter. The kids are just like, this yeah. is the world, and I'm mm-hmm. going to adapt to the world. The parents would be like, you're <laughs> poisoning fuck? our children. Yeah. You're going to like that's, molest that's them or something. The case. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I think both things are going to happen. The parents are going to freak out. Yeah, and then the kids are going to be like, what's the big deal? Um, and then kids won't learn to like make up stuff on their own because mm-hmm. everything is going to be sentient. And then I wonder if like, you know, they're going to wonder why tables don't talk back to them. <laughs> <laughs> but they could, I think there could be an opportunity where they're, they're building their own virtual toy. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you're going to have like, instead of like pet rock, you're going to have virtual pet rock. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I've given it like, you know, a personality. This is interesting, but there's no tactile thing, right? There's no actual rock. That, that, see, that doesn't bother me at all. Okay, that's what trips me out because things exist in the real world mm-hmm. and we're wired to exist in the real world. We are. Yes. Little kiddos aren't. No, kids they're, aren't. They're being wired. I, kid, I would say kids are more wired to be in the real world. You know, they eat dirt. Why do they eat dirt? Because they're... Well, because they're, that's how they interact with the world. Yeah, but they... Do this, okay, like, put, physical experience. Dude, put goggles on a kid, they're going to eat virtual dirt. Like, they'll do the exact same thing. They're going to explore. You can't they're taste virtual dirt. Does it matter? Yeah. Because you're not... This is why, like, the real world is a sensory thing. Yeah. And virtual stuff, like, can't mimic senses. It sort of tricks your brain into it. And it's got sights and sounds. Mm-hmm. doesn't have smells. Mm-hmm. doesn't have taste. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have touch. I think that's the, those things are going to be uh, luxury items in the world moving forward. A rock is not a luxury item. Physical rock could be. 
Dude, like, a physical going, rock is the prime example of not a luxury item. I, so, okay, I'm going to go all the way dystopian. Say uh, climate change continues, uh, you know, accelerating, right? I can see a world where you can't jump in the ocean. Like, going outside is hazardous to your health. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sit inside all day, and you're going to put on the goggles. I'm going to touch my virtual pet rock, because going outside is a luxury. And I have to go to the rich friend's house to go in their outdoor patio and and backyard that has a glass dome over it and it's climate controlled. I could see that. We're going to die before that day comes. I don't mean like you and I personally. Yeah. Well, I, I mean like well. humans, if, if, if the world has come to a point where we cannot get into the ocean, mm-hmm. like ecosystems are collapsing mm-hmm. and we are, no one's going to survive. I think some people will. Okay. Those people will live underground. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they will have dirt to touch because they'll be underground. <laughs> Oh, I don't have anything to argue about that. That was a good comeback around. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to move on. Uber had it had its first profitable quarter ever. Ever. At ever. last. At last. How, how long did it take them? Uh, Over 10 15 years. years 15 something like that. years. Remember I'm that, ma- kids? I'm making it up. I think it's between 10 and 15. Okay, well, I know they existed in 2010. Okay, so... I want to say they started 2008, 2009. Yeah, so 13, 15 years. Wow. Do you remember how it started? Um, I rem- remember it starting in New York, and it was like fancy cars only. Mm-hmm. And it was very exclusive, very chic, very high-end. Um, and it's funny, because anybody could download the app and order a car, but it still seemed uh, very... Um, exotic. Exotic, yeah. And you also felt awesome. Like you just, when you arrived at your destination, you would open the door, mm-hmm. get out, shut the door, and you would move on with your life and they would charge your credit card. Yeah, you didn't have to was, that was pay magic. the driver or anything yeah. and settle up or... I mean, you remember back in the day, like calling the car services like the day before and being like, all right, at like 5.30, I need to be, you need to pick me up at this address mm-hmm. and go to JFK. Mm-hmm. And then some like grumpy dude would come in and be like, well, and they'd be like, oh, I don't take cards. Like, you got any cash? And then... They give you this little receipt, and yeah, it was a whole mess. Just you know, just being able to pay with a credit card was a step forward. Yeah, but you're right. Like not having to call somebody, not having to stand in the street and hail a cab, and you know, if it's like the end of the night and you're trying to get home, it's not easy to find mm-hmm. find something. But now you just like tap tap on your phone, and then a car shows up. Mm-hmm. That was that was magical. Yeah, that was truly magical. But and that was an augmentation of the black car service in New York city. Mm-hmm. Right. So you took something that a lot of people used mainly going to and from the airport or, you know, big night out or something. Right. And then they uh, increased the fidelity and convenience by, you know, putting it into an app. Right. I don't have to call somebody. Um, I don't have to interact. I can just, you know, boop, pick me up here. I jump in, they know the destination. I'd get out the end. And that was magical. And I think that's what Uber got all the investment on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to take that and democratize it for more people. Mm-hmm. But then you started getting tipping. You started getting, you know, somebody picking you up in their Honda Civic. Uh, and I feel people in LA never got to experience that very first version of Uber that we did in New York. And so they, uh, I don't know, the experience here is just so different. I mean, the whole company, like that to me is the, the big story of that company is early on. It was so exclusive, mm-hmm. it was so fancy. And then it just, now it's just a taxi cab. You order from your phone. It's like worse than that, yeah. Um, 
And, you know, you can order taxi cabs from your phone now. Mm-hmm. And it probably works pretty well. Yeah. And, you know, I actually don't really like taking Ubers because they, they're hard to find. If I'm trying to go to the airport, which is usually where I want to go, um, I may not be able to get one. Mm-hmm. Time was, they would always be within five minutes of your place. Mm-hmm. And now it's 20 minutes, if you're lucky, if they decide to take you. It's uh, it's not fun. No. I, when I go to the airport, I mean, I get to charge it to my business, but I'll do Uber Black to and from the airport just for the convenience because I can hit them up a couple minutes before I need to go. They're there. You know, it takes, costs, what, 60 to 80 bucks to get there? That's a lot so of money. No, yeah, it's not cheap, um, but you get a lot of convenience there, right? Mm-hmm. And that's as close as the old Uber is that we have right now. Uh, like Uber X to me going to and from the airport, that's a crapshoot. And even taking like, what is it, Laxit to like the, the secondary station and then getting picked up by UberX like at LAX, that's an awful experience. Yeah, if I'm leaving LAX, then I walk to the place, I just get a cab because hmm? there's a column of cabs. You know, you don't have to sit there and wait for your thing to show up. You just like get in the next one yeah. and you go home hmm? and it's fine. I think it's cheaper than Uber. Uh, or the same price. About the same price. I mean, I've yeah. taken the cab a couple of times. The thing too is, uh, do they still have, I don't think they have it anymore, but um, at the end of the United Terminal on 7, they had a taxi stand right at the end of the of the horseshoe. Oh. And so you could, if it was like the horseshoe was totally fucked up and like clogged, mm-hmm. you just walk to the end, get in, and they would go right out. I don't know. That I don't was know. the cheat code. Yeah. So um, before they built Laxit, which I hate saying, <laughs> laxative. Um, by the way, what's this company Opaly that is on there? It's like LA Exit. Get a taxi, an Uber, a Lyft, or an Opaly. And it's like, what the fuck O-P-A-L-Y. company is O P O L I. I think it's like the uh the airport administrator's brother started this company <laughs> and was like, put my name on there too. And he was like, Yeah, okay. And two point six stars for fifty reviews. Yeah, it's your world class hassle free airport transportation solution. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's like it's so much better than driving. It's the administrator's brother. Yes. I mean, this website looks like a joke. Um, Literally stock photo white people. Oh, there's one black person. <laughs> that could be us. Look at how much fun they're having yeah. in that car. Anyway, um, yeah, back in the day, like I used to fly on United uh, for legacy reasons. And when the Ubers would pick you up at the terminal, like you could wait 20 minutes just for them to get around the airport. Oh. What a nightmare that was. Well, the people mover is going to open next year. Yeah. Where's it going to move people to other places? Oh, no. The interesting thing is they're going to have a, um, was it Conrack, uh, consolidated rental car center. Okay. So you're going to take the people mover to this area where you can rent cars. I don't want to rent a car. Okay. But the idea though, is it pulls all those rent a car buses uh-huh. out of the loop, right? Got it. Then if you want to Uber or do a, a, you know, ride service, you're going to take the people over to this ride service area that's outside the airport that's specially designed for that. So I'm not going to walk to LAX anymore. Yep. Yeah. So you're going to get in this little people mover thing. Essentially, it's like a train. And that train will take you to the, you know, car service area. Got it. Okay. So they're moving all that stuff like further out of the airport. Yep. So will we still get dropped off the airport? We must. Uh, you If you can in the horseshoe, but I think they're going to start making ride services drop you off at the ride service center. So, you know, like JFK, if you, if you take the train to Jamaica, mm-hmm. you take the, it's like one of those. I'm just thinking of how much time it's going to add to my yeah, I don't know. trip. Yeah. But the horseshoe can like, it can take in 40 minutes. 
If you're going to the United Terminal. I don't anymore. I fly Delta. Okay. Oh. <laughs> terminal 3. <laughs> My life's gotten better. Oh. But, you know, like, I mean, I've, I've actually, it's been so backed up getting into the horseshoe. And I've got out and walked. Yeah, I and it's taken that. me an hour to walk there. Like LAX is—you don't realize how fucking big it is. It's large. But it took me an hour. I was like, oh, I'm gonna get out and like it'll take me 15. No, it took me an hour. Uh huh. But it was less time than it would be to wait in the car and go around the horseshoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a mess. Yeah. Well, they're doing it for the Olympics. When are the Olympics? 2028. Okay, so still a ways off. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to. Uh, there some events. Definitely the surfing that I'm excited about. It's a surfing event? Yeah. Huntington Beach. This reminds me of the uh, the skating event in whatever, Tokyo a couple years ago. And it was won by like these Japanese or something. And someone was like, well, of course, like in the Olympics, if you're getting drug tested, then like none of the good American skaters are going to make it. <laughs> and I think it's the same with the surfers. Yeah. Dude, this uh, Opali thing was definitely the administrator's husband or something. Because it says how it works. Set your pickup and drop-off location. Whoa. Uh -huh. Select your service type. Rate your experience. Because it goes door-to-door. -door. This is like them describing how like a car My service services works. Work? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much funding they've gotten. I don't know. Anyway. What is Opaly? God, what a, it's, it's, you know, you know, these mysteries that like you show up someplace and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I'm so curious what the backstory is. And then you leave that place and it's just gone from your consciousness. All right, you have to, you have to listen to this history with over 20 years of experience in the transportation industry. We at Opaly are confident that we know a thing or two about ride sharing scene, safety, customer service, innovation, expertise, and forward thinking matter to us. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Obviously. We are inspired by the free market. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? We bring opportunity and freedom of choice to everyone by creating a rideshare service that focuses on customer value, safety, and pride. Oh my god. We watched as cabs and transportation service apps keep fumbling and missing the mark. Do they? Today, we are ready to lead the way. We created a reservation system. Period. <laughs> we eliminated surge pricing period we ousted third-party fees by limiting the middleman what the middleman we added a touch of class and personality period what the fuck is this thing now we got to take one. Yeah. Now you can take one. No, we got to do a live podcast <laughs> oh, no. on uh, this Opaly. Reporting to you live from the back of an Opaly. <laughs> Actually, that would be really fun. <laughs> What's going to happen next? We're in a moving vehicle. The seats are sort of comfortable. I mean, I've got a battery. We could power this thing. That would be hilarious. I interviewed the Opaly driver. Why do you ride for? Excuse me, drive? sir. What's the deal with this company? <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got a, they got an area of let's, uh, look who's talking about Opaly. Who is talking? Well, we're talking about Opaly. Yeah. Are we on the list? Uh, no, but there's a bunch of second-rate media companies. We should get on the list. Yahoo Finance, Daily Breeze, KTLA5. Those people are all like, what the fuck is Opaly? Oh. They've got a video? Oh, they got a video. Oh, brother. I'm not, yeah, we're not going to watch this. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, so enough... Um, we're at Laxit. 
What is laxit? Yeah. All right, we got to move off this topic. Yeah, we're please. just going to plow okay. into it. Do we have anything next? Uh, that's it. That's all we got in the agenda here. Okay, well, then I suppose it's time to wrap. Oh, come on, Holland. I had some good idea for the ending. You can close this out? Uh, I was going to try to. Here, you want to you do the uh, ending credits and then I'll do the end here? Well, folks, thanks so much for uh, listening to We Know Better, uh, where we are figuring out whether or not we do know better, but we're going to stick with it for the time being. Please uh, do like and uh, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get this podcast. Helps with our analytics. And feel free to send us feedback, which you can do on our website, right? Yep. Right. So um, until then, enjoy your day. And um, what's our sign off? We created a reservation system, period. 